host of the hardcore legend Mick Foley, and you are listening to the Rough House Podcast. Yeah! Behold, a podcast for the ages. Recorded live from the interdimensional terror vortex of their subterranean dwellings comes the Rough House Podcast version 3.0. Two galactic warriors put down their war hammers and battle axes to perform a more noble task. Complaining about professional wrestling on internet purchased microphones. Now with more Simpsons references and Kota Ibushi thirst. This is the Rough House Podcast with Marty and Kristoff. Let us, let us cast. <laughs> Hello, everybody. Oh, hey. It, yeah, <laughs> I, I hit the button already. Hello, everybody. Welcome uh, to the Rough House Podcast. This is episode 251. And That's right. recorded Sunday morning, November 14, 2021. I'm Marty. And I'm Christoph, and uh, and welcome to episode quarter of a thousand plus one. That's what I'm <laughs> going to do for each episode now. <laughs> Just work our way to a thousand. Okay. Uh, okay. Between the different rough house eye. That's uh-huh. the plural of, of <laughs> yes. rough house yeah. eye. Uh, how, how close to a thousand do you think you actually are? Oh, wow. Um, or, or I guess we actually are, because I'm technically a part of it. So I think the last, the 2.0, we were pushing 400, okay. I think. So, if not, yeah, because I don't think we got to 400 before I quit the station. So we're uh, looking at roughly 650, and what was the, the 1.0? Do you know how many uh, in that I, one? I don't think it was as many. Okay. Um you know, and that's just for main shows with Patreons. Then it's oh yeah, then then you're multiplying by two. So yeah, uh, you and I have done easily 500 episodes of podcasting, right? Well, not, yeah, well, not quite. Oh yeah, because I Full, came in later know. in the 3.0, but still nearly. It's, yeah, nearly. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> oh my it's, god, it's, it's buddy. Weird. It's weird when you put all these things added up and take stock. On everything, it's kind of like that one time when I did the math on how much uh, money I probably spent at the Taco Bell on Eastern Avenue uh, <laughs> as I hit it after I DJed at Cynics for every Wednesday for like five years. So I averaged it out, you know, fifty-two weeks a year on average. We'll say six, seven bucks, yeah. and I did the math and and yeah. you know, reshat my pants after looking oh, at yeah. the digit. Yeah. Uh, a a uh, a top tip from us here uh, at the Rough House Podcast: If you have any um, any uh, things you do regularly, yeah, um, or if you have any hobbies, mm-hmm. um, don't do a step back and try to figure out how much money you've spent. No, it's that super is, depressing. As I yeah. sit in my basement with a wall of four hundred pop vinyls behind me, yes, uh, <laughs> and, and estimating all those were purchased at the rough. Uh, uh, amount of ten dollars a piece. Yeah, yeah. On average, ten bucks, <laughs> ten bucks a pop. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, folks, yeah. Uh, we are speaking to you the morning after AEW's Full Gear show. It was yeah, we're in the afterglow. Um, bathing in the afterbirth. Yes. Uh, there's a lot to get into. We have thoughts, opinions, and more. Uh, but before we actually dug into that, because that's probably going to be the majority of the show mm-hmm. uh, today, we wanted to very quickly hit some different things. And we're going to start with Chris's favorite. Uh, the World Wrestling Federation. <sighs> for over 50 years, the revolutionary force well, in sports entertainment. Okay. So before we get into this, can we just, you know, put our thoughts on? Uh, 
uh, you know, write our thoughts down and just release them on Twitter at three o'clock on a Sunday afternoon. <laughs> Because I feel like, you know, that that's kind of will be better off than talking about WWE. Man, the Survivor <laughs> Series was legitimately one of my favorite shows they did every year. You know, the 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 fun of the four person teams, the vague theme they would give it. Yeah. Um, it, you know, it being sort of the, the Thanksgiving spectacular uh, yeah. Many times on Thanksgiving Eve, a, a rare yeah. midweek pay per view back in the day. Now it's you know just kind of something on Sundays. I, I think really the Survivor Series started to lose its luster in the Attitude Era, weirdly enough, because that's when it was like, well, now it's going to be a, a you know a, a world title well, tournament yeah. instead or things like that. So it, 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 as sad as it is to say, the Survivor Series of my youth has not existed for twenty plus years. I think it really went downhill once Pettengill left. Uh, <laughs> so, you know, no more gobbledygookers, no more uh, cheap presidential imitations. Yeah. You know, the fun was the fun was taken away. <laughs> yeah, it, it definitely started to fall apart. But uh, this was more egregious than most as really all we knew about <laughs> the, the Survivor Series card was it was going to be Raw versus SmackDown. Because oh, brand supremacy, yeah, huh? the battle for brand supremacy, uh, as it has been the past few years, and we knew we would have Big E versus Roman Reigns, we'd have Becky Lynch versus Charlotte Flair, which is getting all fun and shooty, and I don't matchup. give a shit. Um, but what they decided to do was uh, last week, uh, because we recorded earlier on in the weekend. Uh, it was not long after we recorded mm -hmm. last week. Uh, they decided just to go on Twitter and announce teams. And if rumors are to be true, the people in the match found out the same time and the same way we did. <laughs> uh, that is not outside of the realm of possibility. Yes. I 100% believe that that happened. Yeah. It's, uh, yeah, that's, that's not a good look. Yeah. I mean, Survivor Series was what, the number three? Well, three. It was part of the big four pay per views. Yeah, exactly. Um, the the, the big sure. four were Mania, <laughs> SummerSlam, Survivor Series, King of the Ring. King oh, of the Rumble. Ring. Oh, sorry. Did you say Rumble? Oh, sorry. Shit, Rumble, not King of the Ring. Uh, King of the Ring was like the fifth one that they added yeah. later. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. But like, yeah, Rumble, Survivor Series, Survivor Series, SummerSlam, Mania. And Those Mania. were like the big four. Right. Um, it feels like Money in the Bank is starting yeah. to inch into one of the big ones territory. I think it already has. Uh, I mean, it's supposed to be at a stadium in 2022. Yeah. So, yeah, ball game on that one. It's just so sad that Survivor Series is definitely now the bottom of the mm -hmm. rung of the traditional pay per views. Yeah, it's it's it is it is a shame. I I have I have like you like you said I had I had fond memories of uh you know. Uh, my my mom would go over to my aunt's house to make the you know the stuffing and the, for the turkey for the next day and that Wednesday night I'd go over and she had a black box so I would uh, yes. catch the, catch the old yeah. Survivor Series paper. Same with my grandmother had the black yeah. box. I in fact I remember somewhat vividly one year we moved her and my my grandfather at the time into her new house ah. on thanksgiving eve yikes and sure enough we we watched survivor series on the black box because that was already set up yeah had so, to get that set up yeah easy. of course of yeah course. and of course i was on the slide trying to switch back and forth between the porn channels <laughs> <laughs> i was not doing that but i was watching alone so i was yeah see there you go uh but 
<laughs> these were the teams the as they were while. <laughs> these are the teams as they were revealed last weekend. Some things have changed over the course of the week, but uh, it was Team Raw of Seth Rollins, Finn Balor, Kevin Owens, Rey Mysterio, and Dominic Mysterio. Right, yeah, the five people who have only been on Raw for two weeks. Exactly. A right. full fucking SmackDown team. Mm-hmm. And then Team SmackDown, Drew McIntyre, Jeff Hardy, King Woods, Happy Corbin, and Sami Zayn. Corbin okay. and Zayn being the only ones who were Team SmackDown prior to uh, a week and a the half dr- ago. Yeah. <laughs> wow. So so eight out of ten were on the prior brand. Yes. Just a couple weeks ago. That's, yeah, that's they were great. wearing a different colored T-shirt, and now they're wearing the other colored T-shirt. Uh, on the women's side, you have Bianca Belair, Rhea Ripley, Liv Morgan, Carmella, and Queen Zelina for Raw. One out of that group of five was on Raw prior to the draft. Okay. And then on Team SmackDown, Sasha Banks, Shayna Baszler, Shotzi, Natalia, and Aaliyah were the team announced. <laughs> okay. We're, we're going to yeah. get there. We're going to no, get I there. I know, I know, I know. I just, I'm excited. Yes, yes. Let us, <laughs> let, let us not launch that t-shirt cannon just yet. Yeah, uh, we'll uh, see Mont Flanders a few more minutes. Yes. Uh, uh, a, f- a few things have changed subsequently. Uh, on Raw on Monday, uh, Dominic Mysterio lost a match to Bobbert Lasciarelli. And now, hey, hey, Bobby, get yourself on the Survivor Series team. You're going to make the gravy for everybody, Bobby. <laughs> so now... Bobby is back, as is MVP in his corner. Okay. Uh, so Bobby is now part of the team. Uh, Sami Zayn lost a match on SmackDown, so he's now out of the team. <laughs> because why not? To whom? Uh, God, you're asking me to remember that? I know, that's okay. I, I thought yeah. maybe you had in front the of only thing I It will doesn't say, matter. The only thing I will say as a positive is Sami Zayn, once he lost this match, they uh, showed they showed the Survivor Series graphic on the Tron while Zayn was in the ring, and they fucking Back to the Future'd him out they of the They ghosted image. him out? They got yeah, dusted. And, and he lost his shit. So <laughs> credit where credit is due to Sami Zayn. Uh, that was great. Didn't he get into a Twitter fight with uh, Mel B from the Spice Girls as yes, well? Yes, because she called him a pussy. <laughs> okay. Yes. I didn't know. Yeah. Uh, she was Melody apparently was, uh, uh, at the show and called him a pussy. And, okay. Uh, All right. Yeah. So uh, she uh, she said, yes, I did call you a pussy. <laughs> and that was wow. that. That's, that's uh, one way to spice up your life. Yeah. Every boy and every girl. Uh, and then there was a, a six-woman tag also on SmackDown that featured the trio of Sasha Banks, uh-huh. Naomi, and Aaliyah. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. That trio won because they're the faces. Uh, yeah. Aaliyah got so excited, she threw up on herself during the live SmackDown. <laughs> like straight down the front of her, just covered and barfed. <laughs> yeah. Stomach bile everywhere. Did it get on anybody else? No, no. It was an exclusive Aaliyah. Uh, she noomphed everywhere. And... Had, had, had she gotten like kicked in the gut earlier in the match? I don't know what caused it. I don't know if this is bad catering. I don't know if she had the yips. I don't know what's going on. Like, uh, look, I I feel bad for her because Mm -hmm. that is that's nightmarish. You don't want to puke. Oh, that's super embarrassing. Yeah. Let alone on yourself. 
Yeah, well, for, it, for, for one, it's gross. Yes. And nobody wants – even in the privacy of their own home, nobody wants that to happen. Yes. But for it to happen on live national network television Exactly. Like fucking – Free fucking TV that everyone and their brother oh can get with. Oh, my God. Uh, Hysterical from afar. But yes. if that's you, man, that's, that's mortifying. Anyway, Sonya Deville randomly decided to take her off the team. Maybe because of the puking. That, that uh, happened yeah, backstage. Uh-huh. No, no replacement's been announced yet. Uh, but she's she's off the team. The one thing that I thought was very funny is um, between Raw and SmackDown, uh, Adam Pierce, who's now suddenly a heel manager of both brands, okay. um, was very, very frustrated with each team and said that they had to beat the other team. I just want to point out, he runs both fucking brands. He wins no matter what. Uh, I mean... <sighs> No, I was. I, I almost had one of those give WWE way too much benefit of the thought uh, of an idea of you know some kind of storyline of him. I don't even know what it is, but it's just it's just haphazard writing, most likely. Yeah, it, it absolutely is. It's it's someone going. Well, you know what? Uh, Adam Pierce should really like nail down to the people on this roster that they need to win, and they don't. They don't need to. There's never once. The closest we've ever had to any level of stakes for this mm. was Undertaker one year. Yes, oh. Omaha Stakes. Uh, uh, OmahaStakes.com slash roughhouse. It'll say the code doesn't work. They're liars. Um, the only time that there was any level of stakes was uh, one time Undertaker told the SmackDown team if they lost, uh, they'd have to deal with him. And and even then, nothing happened. Yeah. Did they lose? Uh, well, some of the guys got eliminated, so therefore right. some of them lost. Wow. But yeah. there's, it's never been you get first draft pick, you get no, you no. get first pick in the Rumble, you yeah. you know, you get to be the main event of WrestleMania. Like, there's been nothing. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, it's almost like a broken record from us at this point. We've been saying this for so many years yeah. about about the uh, the things with Survivor Series. And I remember the, the last time Survivor Series was at least exciting was when NXT was involved. And Lord yeah. knows that ain't fucking happening these days. So, I would even say the first year post like the modern brand split when you had, you know, uh, uh, Mick Foley and, and Stephanie running Raw and you had that really awesome run of SmackDown when it was being GM'd by uh, Daniel Bryan and Shane McMahon, like that mm. first time they did it, because they actually felt like different shows, you know, when they reinstituted yeah. the, the unique brand pay-per-views. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That felt interesting. They screwed it up, but Whoa. for a hot say. minute, it felt interesting. Now, yeah. I cannot be bothered, especially when on the other side, and I recognize I'm sitting here wearing a fucking AEW hoodie while we're recording this, but like on the other show, and we're going to get more into it, but on the other show, they basically told you in their main event, we will pay off years of storytelling in a satisfying <laughs> and sensical way. Mm-hmm. Trust us. Yeah. WWE on a regular basis, whenever their storytelling is questioned, whether it is Triple H in in NXT press conference calls before he died, I guess. I don't know what's going on there. (laughs) Or before or, 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 you know, when like Shane Helms decides to get pissy on Twitter and just start yelling at people, they always say, let it play out. Yeah. 
See where the never, story goes. It never goes fucking anywhere. I've watched it play out. Yeah. And play out is a very strong term. I've watched things occur in front of me. Right. Yeah. And then re- have regretted that decision. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's that, that's how watching WWE goes these days. Yeah. Uh, I, I uh, to, to literally <laughs> quote the turn of phrase from Wikipedia, because at this point, it feels like how WWE books. I've seen events that include matches that result from scripted storylines where wrestlers portray heroes, villains, or less distinguishable, char- less distinguishable characters in scripted mm-hmm. events that build tension and culminate in a wrestling match or series of matches. That's what I've seen for the past few years from WWE. Oh, and by series of matches, they mean the same match every week, week in, week out for yes. five months. Yes. Yeah. That's what yeah. I have seen. Yeah. And I, I, I'd love to give a shit. Uh, like, on paper, Big E versus Roman could be really good. Becky and Charlotte typically deliver, except for this time they're hot at each other, which, as we learned again last night, can add to a match by yeah. a lot. Yeah. But I, so, I, I don't trust them. Well, no. You, you have no reason to. Uh, and nothing's going to change in between now and whenever Survivor Series is. When is when is it next weekend? Yeah, yeah. Next. Uh, Good for them. Next Sunday, the twenty first at the Barclays Center in Brooklyn, New York. On the cock, streaming on yes. the cock. Uh, hey Vince, uh, idea guy here. Okay, mm-hmm. got an idea mm-hmm. for you. Um, you know, Survivor Series. It's right there in the name. Okay, so you know, uh, just just uh, go full Squid Game here. All right, and have. <laughs> The two teams, Raw and SmackDown, play a friendly game of red light, green light. And um, the teams who, you know, uh, are, are detected in motion after uh, the red light is, is said, they uh, they get fired. That's that's how we do this. I mean, hey, if you're going to fire so many fucking people, at least make it entertaining. To exactly. Us. Turn it into an element of the TV show. Did you hear the, the, the Tyler Breeze story? Which... Which the, one? the one about the ESPN 360 or, or, or oh, 360 um, uh, NXT yes. special? Yeah, he yeah. was supposed to be the one that was going to be fired. Yeah, yeah. The, the, the idea the... was they were they were highlighting six talents. Yeah. Two were supposed to go to the main roster. Two were supposed to break through and have their characters in NXT. Two were supposed to be fired. It was supposed to be him and Cass that ended up getting fired. But yeah. it turns out their characters actually worked. And it put the producers in a hard spot. Yeah. <laughs> Which is fucking ridiculous. That was a decent interview with him and uh, and, and Renee. Yes, is worth uh, worth checking out there. Although he didn't, I don't think he mentioned Fandango once or the Fashion Police once, which kind of I know oh, for was you odd. that is. Well, it, it was just odd because that was kind of a massive part of his main roster run. Yeah, well, and they kind of glazed over that. Maybe, um, maybe he. I hate to say <clears> it, but maybe he isn't proud of it. Maybe it wasn't something he liked. Oh come on, man! Some of that sh- the the fashion police stuff. I, I know you enjoyed it, but like, he, I, I'm trying to think of a, a comparison because I can't think of an exact band or an exact song. But you know, there's sometimes there are bands who have songs that break through, and it's their least favorite song to play live. Sure, like yeah, no, I get that. You know, I I know you are like a number one fashion police fan, yeah. but maybe for him and Dango, <laughs> like. Maybe there aren't positive memories attached to it. Like we don't know. We don't. We don't yeah. know all the the ins and outs there. It's but. true. I, just, I want more. I want more uh, detail on the, the backstage workings of that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's no different than how I feel about uh, the Fast and Furious franchise when clearly Vin Diesel and The Rock hate each other. So <laughs> uh, I don't know. I'm not with that uh, heartfelt. Uh, 
uh, which I'm sure was full full on, not a political sort of thing there. No, that, totally that, that Vin Diesel is a messy bitch who lives for drama. He fucking <laughs> dropped that bomb on Instagram the Sunday before Dwayne Johnson <sighs> had to do a full week of press for red yep. notice. That yeah. dude knew what he was doing. <laughs> He's a messy bitch who loves drama. Yes. Uh, I love it. All right. I'm yeah. done talking about WWE. All right. Fantastic. Let's talk about another company. <laughs> New Japan Pro Wrestling. Uh, World Tag League has started. Uh-huh. Best of the Super Juniors have started. Uh-huh. Um, not a lot to talk about yet because we've, we've only had the first shows for both. I will say neither on paper sounds super thrilling. Really, the, the bigger surprise is uh, fucking Taka's back. Yeah, Takamichi Noku, who I guess got did he get me too, or there was some kind of a uh, thing. Yes, yes. Uh, turns out he, whenever women were trying to buy tickets for the Kind High Dojo shows, because you had to contact him to buy the tickets, mm. uh, he was sliding into the DMs. Okay, I mean, yeah, it's that's not, n- not the most egregious thing we've uh, heard out of that movement, but still, still bit, not great. Still pretty shady. <laughs> still not. Cool. I mean. You know, uh, okay. I'm not going to try. And, I'm not going to justify. Yeah, it. I, l- l- I don't think there's a there's a place where you kind of go. You know, what? it's all right. No, I, I think it's. I, I was just trying to rank it in terms of you know, even like you know, Osprey's been around the whole fucking time, and yeah, some of the shit he did. Oh, dude, dude, I'm I'm just saying. <laughs> Like, go on Twitter right now. There was a signing announced in the past 24 hours that people are pissed about. So, oh yeah. Yeah, so, we'll get to that. Yeah, we we will get there. Um, but yeah, there, like no real surprises in any of the teams beyond Taka popping up. He's teaming mm-hmm. with Suzuki. Um, Naito's back in the ring after uh, his injury. Hopefully, not too fast. Um, the and he's best... with Sonata in yes. the World Tag League. Yes, exactly. And then the best of Super Juniors. It's just one block, twelve participants. Basically, Super Juniors and World Tag League are alternating shows. Right. Um. You know, the 12 people are exactly the 12 individuals you would expect to be in it. Like, yeah, no surprises whatsoever. Uh, I'm sure the matches that you would think would be good are going to be good. It's just nothing very thrilling right now, which unfortunately is kind of what can be said about New Japan, specifically when it relates to their shows in the U.S. That said, last night. Uh, it started uh, in the last hour of uh, Full Gear last night. Battle in the Valley in San Jose, California, uh, did have some big moments. We have a new never open weight champion as yeah, Tomohiro Tom. Ishii, Big Tom, picked up the win, beating Jay White in a match that he had to win because if uh, Ishii did not win, he would no longer be able to challenge for uh, the Never Open Weight Championship. We also had the debut of Buddy Matthews, the former Buddy Murphy in New Japan. Oh, yeah, that's uh, right. He, he fought Okada, right? Yes, he fought Okada. Okada got the win. Uh, Buddy Matthews looked very good. Post-match, though, that's what the real story is. Um, Will Ospreay came out and said the only reason why Okada won the G1 is because Ospreay wasn't in Japan. And... Uh, since Okada won, Osprey gave him permission to challenge the real world champion. And Okada, mm. in his one line in English, said, I won't challenge you. You have to challenge me. 
which uh, got the San Jose crowd all hyped. But the idea is whoever wins between Okada and Shingo on the January 4th show at the Tokyo Dome will face Osprey on January 5th at the Tokyo Dome. Uh, uh, I mean, it's guaranteed to be a good match with either, you yeah, know, I, either set up and, and the winner will be the true IWGP champion, probably with the belt that Okada's carrying around. <sighs> Well, I mean, I'd imagine if Okada wins, then that would probably be the way to go. But I think, I, I, and obviously I'm a Shingo homer here, yeah. but I think it makes more sense for Shingo to beat Okada again because uh, then you get the match, you know, the big rematch against Osprey, um, you know, and the, 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 you know, his bootleg title against the real Shingo's mm-hmm. uh, world heavyweight title. I feel like that's the better way to go. But knowing Gato, uh, yeah. it'll, it'll be Okada. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we we will we will see how it plays out. Um, I my gut because they were building Okada Osprey is Okada Osprey is night two. Yeah, which I know. I, again, I'm telling the A number one fan of yeah, Shingo. I get it. I get it. I get it. Hey, Shingo <clears> gets <throat> the main event in the dome, which I don't know that we thought we would ever really see. We would want to it's see. True. I don't know that we thought we would ever see it. The other big surprise was uh, after a very good match between Moose and Juice Robinson. The Moose is Juice, baby. Yeah, uh, unfortunately, they're not forming a tag team called the Moose and Juice Connection, which would be Moosey Juicy. Fantastic. Juicy, Juicy Moosey. Um, but yeah, Moose ends up winning uh, post-match. He's confronted by the former Bronson Reed. Yeah, Big Jonah. Now called Jonah All Caps. And uh, Jonah hits a senton on Juice Robinson, beats up David Finley, and says, Jonah is here. So Jonah is starting in New Japan Pro Wrestling. Good for him. good fit. Him. Yeah. No, yeah. I, very excited for him. Glad he landed on his feet because I know it was uh, a little worrisome there. Yeah. Um, now, all that being said, we, I think we got to get to, uh, as our good buddy, Mark Henry would say, the main event. <laughs> he earns a lot of money for saying three lines every week. He really, really does. It's a good gig. AEW had a hell of a week this week. It was full gear week. We had a live Dynamite. We had a live Rampage. And then the big shoe coming at us from Minneapolis, Minnesota, the Target Center, full gear 2021. The two uh, television shows were great this week. Uh, yeah. Incredible in ring, um, you know, from the, the technical mastery of Brian Danielson versus uh, Rocky Romero to the hard nosed throwdowns between. Pac and uh, Dax Harwood. Yeah, that match ruled. To uh, a literal star in the making in Dante Martin having an incredible tag match on Wednesday and a stellar singles match on Friday. Um, it was it was just a great week of television, all leading up to the big show. Uh, before we dig into that, uh, before we get into that show, though, Chris, I wanted to see if there was anything from the weekly shows you wanted to dig into. Uh, I. I you pretty much hit the hit the highlights there. You know, uh, that tag match with Rush and Martin against Seidel and Lee Moriarty was just absolutely fantastic. Yeah. Unbelievable. Um, and then Dante Martin again on Friday uh, with uh, Aria Davari. Yes. Uh, random 
one-off match for him there. Hopefully he was a 205 yes. Yeah, he was a 205-er. Yeah. Um, I, I, that's a guy who I want to see get another look in, in AEW, because I thought yeah. he looked fantastic on Friday. L- looked really good. Um, you know, made Dante Martin look even greater than the kid already is. Yeah. Uh, you know, just to you know, tighten up the tighten up the look and the derpy face, and then yeah. you're a superstar in the making here. God, like I, I he's I, being courted too by by Team Taz and the acclaimed, and mm-hmm. everybody wants a piece of uh of, of Dante Martin. Yeah, uh, and and I I got to give credit where credit is due. Leo Rush looked fantastic. He did on Wednesday. Yeah. Uh, thoughts with him because he lost his uh, grandmother this week. Yeah, exactly. uh, but he looked stellar. Like if there's any, unfortunately, uh, another proof of someone's joy of pro wrestling being knocked out of them and suddenly yeah. resurging. Uh, while in AEW, Leo Rush is another example of it. Uh, the full body suit was a little – will take some getting used to. It was him. a little white rangery, I will say yeah. that much. Um, but uh, but yeah, they those two together, that's that's a yeah. – I just – again, I feel really bad for Darius Martin. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and, and the thing is like How do when come he back? returns, yeah. are people going to recognize him? Uh, yeah, I know. Like, I know. I, I know that the story is undoubtedly in the the Darius return. Yeah, but whew, that is a tough mountain to climb right now. Yeah, uh, and, and hey, props also to Lee Moriarty. Lee Moriarty getting one of his better looks on TV. Looked awesome there. Had yep. some great sequences. Like kind of a dark horse of the people who looked awesome in that match because yeah. you could tell like Sidal was the one playing traffic control through it and, and that mm-hmm. sort of thing. But um, yeah, just just a great great match, and uh, again loved the um, loved the singles match from Friday. Really, the only kind of a downer was the last thing prior to the pay per view. Just gonna say that, yeah, the main event of Rampage was a really fucking bizarre lumberjack match between Orange Cassidy and uh, fucking Matt Hardy, which I thought this thing had been put to bed, and then they just heated it back up. They nuked it in fucking microwave for 45 seconds this past week to, to build to this. And I would imagine it might continue because Matt Hardy beat Orange Cassidy. I, I've, if I've said once, I've said it a thousand times. I have no interest in a Matt Hardy match in 2021. Yeah, I'm with you. Uh, Him is the, the manager, motivator, trainer thing. Sure. Totally fine with that. Totally yeah. fine with that. Um, and I will say, what a bizarre... Fire Pro on random match we're supposed to get on Wednesday because during the pre-show, <laughs> it turned out that uh, we were going to have the Butcher and the Blade mm-hmm. versus Orange Cassidy on Dynamite this coming Wednesday from Virginia. And instead of one of the best friends being on the side, it's going to be one of his dogs from Chaos. Right. Fucking yeah. Tomohiro Ishii's working AEW as the tag partner of Orange Cassidy against the Butcher and the Blade. I love the butcher so much. Yeah. But what the fuck is happening? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, it's odd that you're bringing in Ishii and saddling him in a tag match where you've got Daniel Bryan, you've got Miro, you've got all these people there that I'd almost rather see him uh, fight solo. But, you know, I'm happy to get a big Tom on Dynamite and hopefully, you know, maybe we'll get something on uh, on Rampage, too, since he'll be, still be in town. Or maybe Okada will show up also because they're traveling together. Who the hell knows? Uh, I, I will just say I, I do hope that this is more than a one-off for uh, yeah. Big Tom because uh, 
I, I've got a list of people I want to see him go against. Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, Suzuki had a couple, but Suzuki was in the States for a longer period of time. So. Exactly, exactly. So um, the buy-in, uh, the one match on it was a tease of forthcoming TBS tournament action. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was Thunder Rosa and Karushita against Nyla Rose and Jamie Hayter. Fine match. It, it was very much a this would be, you know, about halfway through Dynamite type match. <laughs> yeah, again – it didn't seem like a match – like if I was on the fence about ordering a pay-per-view, I'm not sure that match would have made me fork out this, the 50 This was bucks. not Serena Deeb versus Riho at yeah. nothing for sure. I enjoyed the match. It was a fine fine match, but this isn't a, a deal sealer for me. Uh, yeah. But, you know, I had already spent the 50 bucks, so it didn't yeah. matter in the long run. Also, Nyla Rose uh, being the first to do an Eddie Guerrero tribute. Holy fuck. Thank you for I was going to bring this up, man. Jesus. I get look. Eddie Guerrero is amazing. And And yesterday was the anniversary of his death. And they were minutes away from where he passed. Yeah. No, I I, I get all that. Yes. But Tony needs to get this shit under control because we did not need to have at least any of the agents talk. (laughs) At least four tributes to Eddie Guerrero last night. Yes. And again, I get it. He was a legend. Yeah. And Vicky was there. Or, uh, or you know what? Maybe people could have split some different Eddie tributes. Like, right. All right. You get to do the frog, frog splash. You get to do the three amigos. Right. You get to do the charities. Then I don't know what the fuck else. Maybe right. someone talks about lying, cheating, and stealing in a promo. Like, split it up. Yeah. But I did not need to see that many amigos, Mm-mm. that many froggy splashes. No, like, I, like I'm if, with you. If it, anyone, was, it was overkill. If no pun intended, if, if anyone should have been allowed to do so, and 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 I know, like, look, I know, like, Punk had a match with Eddie on the Indies, and mm-hmm. you know, uh, Punk was a real inspiration to uh, to Eddie about getting clean and all that because Punk was straight edge, and and Eddie didn't know that was a thing. And, you know, like they they had their relationship, and I know Nyla's in a team with Vicky, with Vicky, and yeah. Lucha Bros were the p- most prominent Mexicans on the show, yeah. and Jericho was a very close friend of Eddie's. Like, I feel like, th- in order, Jericho's probably A1, because that was his buddy who died, yeah. Yeah. and then maybe Nyla right after that, because she's with Vicky. Yes. Yeah. After that, you are, like, pulling at strings, man. Yeah. I'm 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 with you. I I I did not care for for it all last night. That was that was one of the bummers for me. Well, again, I mean, I loved know. Eddie Guerrero. He was incredible, and I and I get so many people looked up to him, and so many people admired him. But like, I don't know. We get it. Yeah, everybody yeah. loved Eddie. Yeah. I don't need to see it throughout the night. Like, at the Brody Lee tribute, yes, everyone did tributes to Brody, but, like, it felt like every match had a different one. Yeah. It wasn't like, okay, we're all going to do the same thing. And, and everybody uh, had, an, in, you know, well, not intimate, but more of a one-on-one relationship right, with the guy. Right, right, right. Like, I, I don't want to be a buzzkill on what was clearly an emotional thing for these people, but it's just have a conversation, man. Like, yeah. Go over it. <laughs> it, it, it it's, it's the most minor of nitpicks, but... Yeah, uh, but the show kicked off very strong. 22-minute match, did not expect that, between MJF and Darby Allen. 
Yeah, the first of many matches that went much longer than we anticipated of the nights, which is another quibble that we'll get into. Yeah, uh, I mean, I I knew I knew going in this was going to be a four hour show because pretty much AEW has set the pace of our pay per views go from eight to midnight. Yeah. Period. Okay. Um, but I thought this was great. I, I thought this was stellar. Uh, Darby Allen was a bit more reeled in than usual, and I. I don't know if this is a controversial take, but I'm going to say it. MJF is 100% the wrestler The Miz thinks he is. Oh, well, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's way better than, than The Miz. I but mean, The like, Miz puts MJF himself over. Is but so, M- yeah. is so smart. And, and like, I don't want to say he's safe because he can take risks, but he's calculated. Yeah. He... He's risky when he needs to be risky. He goes all out when he needs to go all out. I mean, we already know he's incredible on the mic. Yeah. But he is a star and a half. And uh, I I did love that the finish called back to one of the first things that MJF said, which is, I can beat you with a headlock takeover. Yes. After the ring shot. But still, headlock takeover. Pin one two three. MJF wins in one of the shockers of the night. Yeah, and you know I tweeted this out. Like we both picked MJF to win, or I'm sorry, we both picked Darby to win. Yeah. Um, but you know I I have no problem being wrong when the finish makes sense and adds to a story and is done well. So yeah, it it was it was a shocker. Um, but you know it, it the match. Getting there was really good. I saw some people complaining online that, you know, the tombstone on the apron was five minutes into the match and then they went another 15 minutes and, you know, they popped up and did a whole bunch of other crazy spots. I mean, there was a coffin drop to the floor outside where for a second there I thought MJF was going to move and Darby was going to paralyze himself. Um, But again, MJF being the anti-Miz and being there and catching the person he's supposed to catch and break the fall for. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so yeah, it was it was it was really good. Um, MJF, you know, he doesn't wrestle often, but when he does, kid's fucking really really good. Yeah, um, I, uh, you know, the, the, when I look back at this show, legitimately, there's God, there's probably three, four, five matches that you could say are match of the night, and this was the first one where I where you could argue it. For sure, I think. I mean, I think there's a clear one, one A. Uh, I think there's a top two that are that are the most clear yeah. uh, for match of the night, and then everything else is kind of, yeah, kind of lumped together as as third best. <laughs> <laughs> then we had uh, the AEW World Tag Team Title Match: the Lucha Bros versus FTR, a match that I thought was very, very good, but went just a little too long. It went too long. It didn't seem like they had everything in sync as they have in prior matches. I don't know. Something about this match seemed a little off to me. Um, Maybe the the length did not help. And then the wonky finish kind of took me out as well. Yeah, because they peaked on – there was a spot where they did – I, and Chris, you are the Lucha Bros scholar infinitely more than I am. Do they have a name for when Penta does the package pile driver and Phoenix does the double stomp? They do, but I forget what it is. Okay, so they did that spot, but the thing that was different this time was as, as Phoenix did the stomp, he used that as a springboard. Yes. To dive. 
right uh onto uh on onto dax i thought it was that whatever it was well he he dived onto the other ftr guy yeah yeah. which was out of this world and it was the big spot right before the finish right and they it felt like they lost the crowd on that being a two yeah i've uh, that i mean you know this feud must continue and I, i i look i get it the idea of oh you know they tried to twin magic with the lucha masks and the right. wrong guy got pinned so there's gonna be a rematch i i but under they're clearly not twins they have I, not yes, one similar body types and yeah, yeah cash has a lot and, more and a, a dumper dunk yeah yeah uh, <laughs> but but i understand what the idea was supposed to be yeah but it makes rick knox look like a fucking moron <sighs> yeah well, fair which you know most matches he's in is kind of his role i guess yes uh so Yes, this feud must continue. A little weird overall. Um, well, they have a match at Triple Mania. Was it Triple Mania or whatever their Yeah, next Triple Mania. Is that, that's Mania, on December First 4th. week in December. Yeah. yeah. But that's uh, going to be the for the AAA, AAA tag, AAA tag titles. titles. Yeah. So right. we're clearly not done. Uh, and, you know, uh, Tony Khan did confirm uh, January 8th is Battle of the Belts. Would not be shocked. Maybe we get, you know, uh, both belts on the line and, you know, one final match between the two of them. Yeah. And hopefully... FTR does not win because I really need to see Lucha Bros versus Proud and Powerful for the titles. I really need that. Especially after last night, Proud and Powerful are ready, man. Like oh, they, I mean, they, they were ready when they showed up in oh, AEW. No, no, I, I get that, but like they're <laughs> super over right now. Yeah, yes. Um, then we had the match that I think both of us were looking forward to the most on the card, or, or at least 1-1-A with uh, Punk and, and Kingston, oh. as we had the World Title Eliminator final, Brian Danielson, defeating Miro very surprised Miro lost this one but this match absolutely fucking ruled yes I was I was very much into this match for the interim total divas uh title uh uh but yeah I I I don't I mean Brian winning uh, obviously it makes sense and either one of these guys winning makes sense sure but you know Especially with what happened later in the show, and we were all assuming Paige was and did win. You know, Miro Paige, I think, is I don't I don't I don't know that that had me a little more juicy down below than than Brian Page at this point. Um, but I'm I know Brian's great. Brian's having a good time. Brian's beating the fuck out of everybody and getting the fuck beaten out of him. Yeah, and you know, doing so to Page whenever that match happens will be great. Probably maybe battle the belts or or whatever that happens, mm-hmm. but. Um, yeah, it was it was a bit of a bit of a shock, but Miro, you know, in defeat, still looked like a fucking beast. Yeah, and and I loved that over the course of the match, Danielson went for like every one of the finishers that he's mm-hmm. used mm-hmm. on the road to this match. He ends up winning with the guillotine, which I thought yeah. was interesting because that's the move that in kayfabe took him out of WWE. Uh, but uh, just uh, s- another great match on a very very good card to this point. Yeah, yeah, it was it was it was good. It was good. No, 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 really complaints aside from what I just said about that. Yes. Then we had the six man tag falls count anywhere. It was <sighs> the super click of uh, Adam Cole and the Young Bucks versus Jungle Express and Christian. Jurassic Express. Uh, yes, sorry, Jurassic Express. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Um, sure. Live but, from all out. Yes, live from all out. <laughs> good God. Um, I love the fact that Cage 
Luchasaurus and Jungle Boy all came out with the the uh, the jeans tucked into their boots. It was street a, fight, baby. Was, yeah, they understood the assignment. They understood the assignment. I like the street fight later on in the show, which, yeah. which again we'll get to. Um, this went long, way too fucking long. The, Can this, Adam Cole have a match that's not overblown with drama? Yeah, and it, I don't want to pin this exactly on Adam Cole because no, this the Bucks are very self indulgent as well. I could have been fine with it going. 15, 18. Yeah. yeah. Um, but it was crazy. It was violent. Uh, Christian did the safest uh, balcony dive you will ever see. Yeah. Uh, there were th- there were thumbtack knee pads yeah, uh, used yeah. by the super click to do a BTE trigger onto the very padded rubbery face of right, Luchasaurus. Yeah. Luchasaurus did a fucking shooting star yeah, off did. the ramp. Yep. The smash cut to Jungle Boy mouthing holy shit. <laughs> <laughs> that was that was some good editing right yeah. there. So good. Um the the highs definitely outweighed the lows on this. It's just it, it, went, it was drawn out. It, it went long. Uh Jungle Boy ends up getting the pin as uh he's basically bequeathed the the concerto. And um, okay. Matt Jackson, Matt Jackson eats the concerto. Jungle Boy gets the pin. Finally, Jungle Boy gets the big pin in a big match. Yes, that that is the main takeaway here. Yeah. Um, Undoubtedly, but, we're going to get Cold Jungle Boy soon. Like that, I think that's where the yeah. show's going because that's that's where that money issue's is not done. Yeah, I'm for it. Yeah. Then one of the more divisive matches of the night, based off of the crowd response. It was Cody Rhodes and Pac versus Andrade, El Idolo, and Malachi Black. Yeah. I thought this match was fine. Mm-hmm. This was a this was a, a dynamite main event. This yes. wasn't a pay-per-view match. If there was anything that could have been cut from the card, it's this match, which is weird because you have four named talents. Right, yeah. Three former NXT champions and Cody. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Like I, again, I, I I can't I can't fault anyone in this match. They worked hard. The crowd was into it. Very much hating Cody. Um, <laughs> how, how do you feel about him uh, giving the uh, the weight belt to the disabled fan during his intro? Cody did that for Cody. Yes. Cody did not do yes. that for that fan. That's, that's all I'll say that, about that's that. That's exactly how I felt. I'm like, yeah. ah, okay. This is this is a little pat on the back moment for Cody. M- maybe if you didn't kiss the weight belt before you gave it to him, yeah. uh, I, I could be a little more forgiving. But Jesus yeah. Christ, man. Get the fuck over yourself. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Cody and Pac ended up winning. Uh, the, it was very clear that everyone was uh, dissenting partners. The word was the original plan for this match was a four-way, and I think we're still going to get that. Uh, okay. I mean, sure. That That's that's my <laughs> thought, at least, that, that it felt like the issue was not entirely done. Uh, post-match, um, uh, it was, uh, was it Cash Wheeler who ran out? It was. Yeah, Cash Wheeler ran out with the belt, attacked Cody. Also, I think we got Cody audibly yelling stage cues. On the floor. Oh, really? I that. Yeah, it was weird. Well, he spent uh, a lot of time on the floor while Pac yeah, was taking the yeah. meetings. So. Um, but yeah, I thought that was kind of weird. Uh, anyway, uh, you know, I, I think uh, 
Cash Wheeler versus Cody could be a good match if they want to do a singles match out of that. Sure. Yeah, I, I, I don't be for that. I mean, I, I think Pack versus Cody would yeah, be when, uh, when they do it could be very when good. When they do it could be very. I mean, I just want to see Pack wrestle everybody every week. So yes, yeah. you know, <laughs> the guy's so fucking great. And he finally hit a black arrow. It's been months since he hit yes. a black arrow. So yeah, you could tell even he before he got to do it. Mo. Oh wait, I'm actually going to do it this time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's like, wait for somebody to not come out. Oh wait, I actually have yeah, to yeah. He had okay. to like rebalance himself. He's like, oh yeah, yeah, I'm actually doing the move this time. <laughs> um. It is quite a sight to behold, though. Uh, AEW Women's World Title was on the line. Britt Baker retaining over Ty Conti. They went very big for the intros of this. Ty Conti yeah. coming up, had her hair all braided like she's doing in an MMA fight, had the Brazil colors painted across her face. Awesome look, I thought. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Britt Baker getting the the uh, intro with a guitar from Rich Ward of Stock Mojo and Fozzie. Yep. Yep. Um. This should not – I know 15 minutes isn't a long time. This should not have gone that long. Uh, they lost the crowd at a point. The crowd came they back. They did. They did. And they, they you know, they chanted at the right times. And there were some crazy spots like fucking Brit hitting an air raid crash on the apron. And yep. uh, Ty pulling out uh, A, a Gotch-style pile driver. Uh-huh. Uh, on but, the apron, right? On, yeah. Um, yeah. And then also doing – a moonsault to the floor that even she was not prepared to do. <laughs> Bless Jamie Hayter. Second time this week being the person to catch somebody. Cause Man, she, she jumps up and takes that shit. Yeah, because she took a, a – they did the trios match on, on Dynamite. Yeah. She took a dive to the floor from Rosa that I thought legit paralyzed uh, <laughs> Jamie Hayter. Because I, yeah. saw, I saw Rosa go down. I saw – Hater's body, but I did not see Hater's head. <laughs> yeah, and it looked like Rosa face planted too. Yeah, um, but yeah, luckily Jamie Hater has some padding. Uh, not as behind much as she used to. To, to uh, uh, I mean, enough to yeah. uh, you know get some stirring down below <laughs> in my bridges. Yeah, well, fair, fair, but uh, Britt Baker ends up winning uh, with a uh, a cradle out of a lockjaw. Uh, because yeah. she couldn't get the lockjaw locked in. Britt retains. And I got to be honest, at this point, I'm ready. Like, let's fucking do her and Rosa. I, I, I like Britt a lot, but I feel like we've been on the same path for a while with her as champion. Yeah, it's. I, 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 yeah, she does, she hasn't really had the chemistry that she's had with Thunder Rose with anybody else, any of these other challengers. Right. Like in, in terms of women's feuds, I'm infinitely more interested right now in Serena Deeb and Hikaru Shida as like a hate filled feud than anything else. Yeah. I mean Britt's character works great. Her promo work she's is great. Awesome. And she's... the matches are good. Yeah. It's just there it's missing a spark. Yeah. And and I think she needs Rosa now. Like it'd be as if and it, this didn't happen, but it'd be as if, you know, Kenny became champion and then all the feuds and matches he had kind of fizzled. Mm-hmm. You would have pulled the trigger and, you know, done him versus Paige earlier than you did. Right. But instead, things worked out. We had it here. I think it might be time to pull the trigger on Rosa and and get that moving, even though I know she's in the TBS title tournament. And honestly, I wouldn't be shocked if she's supposed to win the thing, but... Now I'm pretty sure that's Jade Cargill's to lose at this point. We shall see. Yeah. Now a match we were very, very much anticipating only went 11 minutes, 
but was very hate filled. Well, this was, is the less is more approach. Yes. Was the full on bloody brawl between CM Punk and Eddie Kingston. Kingston comes out incredibly focused. Punk comes out. He's wearing fucking Muay Thai shorts. Yeah. Which I wasn't a big fan of. I quickly understood why he wore white shorts, though. Yeah. Uh, before the match even starts, Punk gets smacked with the fucking spinning back fist of the future <laughs> by Eddie Kingston. Yeah, which that was great. Was a 10. Yeah. Uh, and Hit flush, too. Yeah. Absolutely ate shit on that, did Punk. Um, <laughs> took all of it. Uh, and then bell rung, we were on, and it was just a lot of fighting, a lot of brawling, hard shots. Uh, Punk got the crimson mask. Uh, someone pointed out he did all five of John Cena's five moves of doom over the course of the match, which I thought was interesting. So he did the shoulder. I know he did the leaping shoulder block. Yes. He did the, I know he teased the five knuckle shuffle. Yes. Um, oh God, I forgot the rest of the five moves of doom. Yeah. I, Hip I, toss. Yep. Yep. And yeah. I don't know. What are the other two? You remember? I don't. I just know someone pointed out he did all five and I'm like, that's clever. Punk, punk was self-aware there. Well, yeah. Cause he's definitely the John Cena in this, in this feud. Yes. Yes. Uh, and, and also credit where credit is due to AEW. They did not put either guy as the real heel here. Um, it's clear that of the two, Punk was more over. However, if anyone in that match received boos, it was Punk. Oh, yeah. No, they definitely booed Punk throughout, through this match. And I think, you know, we were texting about the, the wrong man won. Punk yeah. should not have won that match. That's my only gripe. That, that um, Unless it's going to continue, you know, yeah. um, to fester in Eddie and then they blow it off and then and Eddie gets his gets gets a win back, you know, to essentially run back that program yeah uh post-match punk goes to shake the hand of kingston to show hey i respect you now kingston weighs it off and goes his own way because that's who he fucking is that's my boy right there yeah i i I still think eddie eddie really needs a win he 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 really does a big one on a big stage yeah the Uh, the i mean personally he's he's doing okay with wins but uh you know professionally in the ring he needs some w's yes Yes. Yeah, so then we had the Minneapolis street fight yeah. between the inner circle and America's top team with men of the year. Um, so to my understanding, a street fight is no DQ. Did uh-huh. we miss there being one DQ in this match? That being if you don't actually tag in and out like adults, you get thrown out because the first few minutes of this. We're just a fucking tag match. Yeah, I didn't understand that. Like, I went downstairs to get a beer during the intros, and I come back and I'm like, wait, this is a tag match? I thought it was like a fucking fight. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, that was weird. But I, I will, I will give uh, the appropriate credits as necessary here. Uh, one, uh, everyone, with the possible subtle exception of Andre Arlovsky, who seemed lost at times, yeah. everyone came off pretty well here. Um, it was a fun brawl. There were really great moments. Whoever was clever enough to say, well, it's a Minneapolis street fight because all the plunder is going to be things invented in Minneapolis. Right. 10 out of 10. Yeah. The, the bunt cake pan. Yeah. The fucking, <laughs> uh, uh, 
the the prince logo the water ski like the water ski I, I i thought that was all real clever shit i thought that yeah, was... somebody spent some time on wikipedia yeah researching yeah. that I, I don't toaster. know why maybe it was because of the way he called it i feel like that was excalibur getting into tony's ear so here's the idea what if it's all yeah. stuff <laughs> that was invented yeah he seems nerdy enough to do something like that exactly uh, Junior Dos Santos missed a bar- hard, almost missed a spot. Uh, yeah, when yeah. Jericho right was the doing there. the lion salt. He's like Junior. <laughs> yeah. That said, uh, Junior Dos Santos seemed to have the best time at pro wrestling fantasy camp in this match. He, that yes. dude was smiling his ass off every time he did a spot. Yeah, he was he was kind of living the dream right there. Um, and you know, Dan Lambert played his role expertly. Yeah. Yes. Throughout throughout this whole thing. Same as Sima Guevara, very happy to, you know, try and paralyze himself in yeah, crazy he did, spots. He did ye old Jeff Hardy swanton to nowhere. That reminds yeah. me, he had a swanton earlier on in the match, too, that yeah. looked gorgeous. He came out of nowhere and had yeah. hella air. Yeah, had hella air. And he did that, that, which always makes me kind of poop myself a little. He did that last second turn. Yeah. Yep. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah, I know. Like, oh, he's going to be paralyzed. Okay, he's fine. He's fine. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think the unsung hero of the match and the real glue was fucking Ethan Page. Like that guy, yeah. I, I was talking earlier about, you know, Seidel running traffic throughout uh, yeah. the, the tag match on Dynamite. Fucking Ethan Page seemed to be the guy running traffic, especially for the MMA guys. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, yeah, yeah. you know, uh, it was... tip of the hat to him. Also, he ate a claw from Baron Von Raschke in the front row. <laughs> He did. He did. <laughs> that happened. Yeah. I mean, this match was fine for what it was, but um, it was, you know, it was filler. Let's be honest. Yeah, High yeah, spot yeah, filler. Yeah. yeah. No, it was it was big, silly fun. Uh, and but not like stadium stampede fun. No, no. Or no, at no, least no. first stadium stampede. The second yeah. one was kind of. <clears throat> yeah, it was fine. Um, but then we had, quote unquote, a special announcement from Tony yeah. Schiavone. And uh, I was like, oh, are they going to talk about the Owen now? Are they going to mm-hmm. are they going to reveal? Because Tony Khan had been doing press all week and he said we would hear more about the, the Owen now that full gear was starting to be in the, the rear yeah. view. Um, I thought maybe it was that. No, it's a new signee to AEW and it's Jay Lethal, the first of the Ring of Honor crew to pop up prominently elsewhere. Yeah. Um generally okay, love so there this. yeah, I, I I'm I'm not in love with it either. Like, look if I had my druthers, your first pick would either be Bandito or Brody King. Yeah, I mean Roosh and Dragon Lee are up there too. Yeah. But... Yeah. I mean Roosh is apparently hurt. I don't oh. know if he's really hurt, but you know, <laughs> he, he went out he went out for the rest of the year, quote unquote, on a knee injury. Well, so. let's be honest. Everybody's first pick's Matt Taven. So, <laughs> oh yeah, okay. Yeah. Besides Matt Taven, okay. You know, uh, and and uh, by the way, Punk shouted out Brody King during the press conference. He, did. he said he wanted yeah. King there, and I could see him popping up in the House of Black because they're running uh, Black and King as a team in PWG. So, right, I, I I could see that happening for sure. But Lethal, like, there are two ways to look at this. So there's Jay Lethal, professional wrestler. Mm-hmm. He's fine. He's very capable. He's a solid hand. Yeah. I think him versus Sammy in ring could be a good match. After that, 
I don't give a shit. Like, I, I there, there isn't a beyond, and I I don't want to say. Okay, how how do I put this delicately? Do you believe his signing was due to certain criticisms about the makeup of the AEW roster? Oh. I never want to think that way about the signing of any talent, but there has been some very prominent voices in wrestling criticism who have pointed out that there are Japanese stars or Mexican stars. There aren't a lot of African-American stars in AEW. This shoots a guy right to the upper mid card. It does. It does. Um, I don't know if it's a direct response. Certainly helps that look, though. Yeah, um, yeah I, uh, uh, I don't know. Yeah, and and, and look, I, I'm saying this as one of two uh, middle-aged white dudes on this podcast. Oh, God, we're middle-aged now, aren't we? Yeah, we are. Sorry. Um, Fuck, why do you do that to me? Sorry. <laughs> uh, so, look, our, our perspective is definitely not the right one on that topic. But, uh, like, Liesl has... A, a long history of excellent professional wrestling. And he was a workhorse for Ring of Honor for many, many years. Especially, Isn't there some questionable behind-the-scenes things? That's the well? other side of it. That's yeah. the other side of it, which is Jay Lethal's name got tossed around quite a bit during Me Too. Apparently, that's why Taylor Hendricks left Ring of Honor. Apparently, yeah. he had with Kelly Klein. Uh, uh, some people were talking about how he may have groomed AJ Lee from a young age. Right. Yeah. That's what I was going to bring. And now you have punk there with him again. So I, I, I don't, I don't know about that. And the other thing that I wanted to point out as a a real problem, and I'm just going to say now, I'm sorry, this isn't the out. I'm the other thing I want to point out as a problem is the AEW crew. If they just, tilted the camera down a little lower you would see jonathan gresham was right there with him <laughs> and that's a way better signing i it's yes. just guys just look down i know yeah i know you don't really want to see tony shivani's ankles but john gresham <laughs> is a great worker and he's right there like just give the guy a, a, a an apple box to stand on or something like man you you give you give me jonathan gresham and john silver in a match and recreate we lc and then we're <laughs> fucking good to go baby <laughs> <laughs> Big, muscly little people <laughs> muscling each other around. Let's fucking go. But come on. He was right there, guys. He wasn't the only sighting. <laughs> he had he had a um he had a meeting that night with the Lollipop Guild. I'm oh, sorry. okay. Yes. Okay. <laughs> that, that that was a problem. That's terrible. Uh, yeah. I, I, did I, it know. only come through on the, the fight TV feed during the promo? <laughs> hey Tony! Down here! <laughs> yeah, you know, I'm <sighs> Uh, yeah, I'm very indifferent, leaning towards eh on on this Jay Lethal signing. Yeah. Uh, but you know, we'll see. Maybe that maybe there are some plans for something to happen. I don't know. We'll we'll watch it play out. You yeah. know, and in W or in AEW, you know, watching things play out is usually uh, one a lot more entertaining, and B actually plays out into something typically. So as we saw in the main event of the evening, big fight feel we had uh, a, a big time video intro. The number one contender, Hangman Adam Dude, Page. That intro was fucking fantastic. Yes. Him on the horse, crowd coming around the corner in downtown Minneapolis. Yeah. 
probably shot at 3 a.m. when they can close the street off. It was. It was probably 20 degrees out. Undoubtedly. It, yeah. Just just riding riding down uh, Minneapolis Parkway, I guess is the name of the street. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Prince Parkway. And, they renamed yeah, it. Yeah. <laughs> symbol. That symbol thing. Yeah. Parkway. Yeah. Um, yeah, it, that was, that was great. And the fucking pop when his music hit, even before, you know, for the intros, that yes. pop was legit. And there's a moment while he's coming out, like the moment he, he like crossed the threshold of coming out from behind the video screen and hit the yeah. stage. And there's this just spark of joy on hangman's face. It's like, here we go. Yeah. Let's do this. It was, it was so good. I mean, even the little touch of, uh, the lower third graphic, which usually is some sort of gag. Yeah. Uh, it just said, quote unquote, we're all proud of you. Graphics team. Yeah, uh, that was that was great. Uh, like I, Again, it was this culmination of so many pieces of storytelling in one match. Then you had Kenny Omega come out, Don Callis on his side, wearing his big time gear. Uh, the, the fucking shot of him standing as a pyro goes off with the Omega logo and they had like the the speed lines on the other screens and on the floor like yeah it 10 out of 10 shot like that looked so cool and made Omega look so big time and from what I understood I, I had heard different things about the 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 health and the wellness of Kenny Omega apparently his shoulders are totally fucked really um uh, Dave Meltzer was talking about it on, on Wrestling Observer Radio this morning. Uh, dude can't lift weights. Like, that's how fucked his shoulders are. Wow. Yeah, like... You wouldn't be able to tell by watching the match. No, because... Got, like, he must have gotten, like, uh, steroid injectioned up. Yeah, yeah. Uh, fucking shots in the arm, fucking cupping, all, all sorts of stuff. Um, and just these two had... A full-on match of the year candidate. Like I, I, I don't know what to say. Kenny Omega is the one of the, if not the greatest wrestler of his generation. Full stop. Yeah. He and Hangman told the story in the match. There were callbacks. There was the drama. There was the excitement. Fucking o- Omega eight and OWA. Front yeah. page, which yeah. looked great. Kicked out of his own finisher. <laughs> yeah. Uh, page went absolutely wild doing uh, – he did a, a dive off the top of the ring post, removing their little GoPro yeah, the little camera, camera. Yeah. so he could dive onto Omega with what I think was supposed to be a flying clothesline, but really it was just like a, a jumping fuck it to the floor. Uh, putting Omega through the bellkeeper's table, but not like through the table, like yeah. into the table. Yes. So like, which and he landed like shoulder first. So I'm sure that yeah. felt real good for Kenny. Yeah, <laughs> um, they they just had this big crazy wild match. Crowd was on their feet like from the jump. Uh, just it, it was everything it needed to be. Young Bucks come out and they paid off the story from the first fucking AEW show. <laughs> Of the Bucks not being there for Paige for his world title match. Yeah. Paige goes to do a buckshot lariat in front of Nick. Nick does not get involved. Hits the buckshot lariat. Goes to the other side. Matt's on the other side of the ring. Matt nods to Hangman Paige. Paige hits the second buckshot lariat. One, two, three. Crowd loses their shit. New AEW world champion. 
Out come the Dark Order. Dark Order offer Hangman a beer. He tosses the beer aside, goes for a big bro hug oh. with all his buddies. Everyone celebrates, and we have a new AEW World Champion. Just the fourth in the yeah. three-year history of AEW. Um, this this was everything you needed it to be. They they paid off everything they'd set up since fucking Double or Nothing 2019. Hangman Page is the guy now. Kenny Omega did his job. If he needs to go get fucking double shoulder surgery, now's the time. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. Incredible. Absolutely incredible. And and like we were talking about earlier, they showed as a business, as a company, if you give them the ability to tell their story, they will pay it off. Yeah. You will get exactly what you are supposed to have in this main event story. Now, look, I'm sure there's still more to come. Like somebody got hinted at on Wednesday that has not been mentioned by name and that forbidden door is wide open. And I, I, I think, uh, I think, uh, Kenny Omega still needs to figure out what's going on with his old buddy, Kota Ibushi. Yeah. Um, well, there was a reference on, uh, on last night too, which yeah. was perfectly framed with the cameras as Kenny was approaching the ring on his entrance. Yeah. Somebody had a sign and said, what would Kota think? And yeah. And, and Kenny of... took the time to, to stare yeah. at it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I, I thought just in terms of the way they layered it, the way they made it all work, it was, it was stellar. Uh, yeah. Incredible show. Like, in terms of matches, I I think you need to go out of your way to see. It's pretty much the, almost the whole card. <laughs> the like, the Punk Kingston and the main are the one and one a top two matches of the night. Yeah. I think hands down. Then you get into the the MJF Darby sort of situation Danielson there, Miro and Danielson Miro. Incredible. Yeah, that's that's tier two. Yeah. So and then everything you know, everything else is kind of on par. You know, I, I, I don't know if it was their best show because uh, I I do have quibbles throughout as as we've discussed but it was you know definitely the farthest thing from a, a stinker <laughs> yeah <laughs> you know? i i think it in ring it show. was their strongest show i think all out provided more of the um moments the moments and the spectacle but i think full gear was in ring their strongest show yet i don't know i have to go back to all the cards it was easier at first because they were just starting out. Now there's like yeah. two and a half, two years of shows. And, and you have course. like a year and change of shows that were in the pandemic, which yeah. while good at the time, definitely don't age well. Sure, sure. Yeah. So, you know, you, you kind of have that that sort of thing to weigh in. But it was a great show. Uh, by all means, if you didn't check it out, I think it's worth the 50 bucks on Bleacher Report. Or, mm-hmm. you know, if for some reason you were to travel overseas like certain people – um, you know, you spend 20 on fight and you're good. Uh, yeah, I, I love the show. Cannot wait to see where we go from here. Wednesday, we've got, uh, Hikaru Shida versus Nyla Rose for the TBS championship tournament quarterfinals. We've got the acclaimed versus Leah Rush and Dante Martin. And Hell yeah. Holy fucking shit. The butcher and the blade versus Arch Casting and Tamahiro Ishii. Let's go. What what a weird world and uh it, Hangman's going to be in his hometown. So Yeah. That was just, that was the other thing that was yeah. like, "Oh, he's definitely fucking winning." Yes. yes. <laughs> so I ask you, Chris, who's up next for Hangman? Well, I, I mean, I, I Danielson mean, has the shot. Yeah. But who do you think the the big feud's going to be with? I I I don't know. I don't know 
you know, do they what happens with his relationship with uh, with the Bucks? Do do does does Adam Cole get pissed off that the Bucks kind of, you know, went back to uh, to that and we get Cole versus Paige as the first feud feud? Right. Or we we started seeing the groundwork laid down that uh, Adam Cole's got his old buddy Bobby Fish back. And somebody yeah. else has a contract up in December mm. and had a dark match uh, on SmackDown last week that no one's heard fucking anything about. So I don't think either one of the December oh, really? boys are uh, are getting called oh. up. Yeah, um, you, can't, you can't dispute that. Yeah, very, very true. So we can see something there. I think MJF is next for Paige. <sighs> I, I, I think that's going to be the revolution feud. Okay. That, that's, that's my gut instinct. I'm for it. I'll, I'll, that'll be, that'll be fun. But, but we shall see. Cause also I think, uh, I think MJF wants to, uh, to beat all the pillars. Um, okay. So, Cause he's beat Sammy and he's beat, uh, well actually, you know, I think he did beat everybody now cause he beat Sammy. He beat jungle boy and now he's yeah. beat Darby. So he is the top pillar. So yeah, I think the world title probably is next. Okay. Yeah. Let's go yeah. for it. I, I think it should be awesome. And, uh, Almost as awesome as, you know, that highly anticipated WLC match we just booked. God damn it, Tony. Make it happen. Make it happen, Tony. Make the little dudes fight. Get them little tiny ladders. Come on. I, I don't I don't think Vince copyrighted WLC, so I think uh, I think legally they're okay there. <laughs> that they just call it T Lil C. <laughs> oh my god. The Roughhouse Podcast is a weekly podcast fueled by coffee, pizza rolls, and the stench of dirty litter boxes. Follow Christoph and Marty on Twitter at RoughhouseSGW, at Facebook.com slash The Roughhouse Podcast, and at Patreon.com slash The Roughhouse Podcast for early access to episodes, exclusive podcasts, Roughhouse Redos, and Roughhouse Divided movie trivia games. New episodes drop every single Monday on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, TuneIn, and wherever you find your favorite podcasts. Subscribe, motherfuckers! This is the, the Rough, House, Rough Pod. House, uh podcast with Justin and Kristoff. That's it. Fuck Kristoff. He's terrible with his information. Okay. Hey, this is The Rock. Shut your mouth, jabronis, and listen up, because this is the Rough House podcast with Marty and my least favorite man on the planet, Kristoff. The WWE Network is making an effort to have programming for all walks of life. From your pure pro wrestling action to fantastic reality-based programs, the WWE is excited for its network. And why not introduce a new sitcom? Using the best of CGI and holographic technology, the WWE presents That's So Macho! On the next episode of That's So Macho... Dad, kids at school are teasing me, and I don't know how to get them to like me. Remember that one time WCW made me use Sid Vicious as a bodyguard, but he never did anything. Ooh, it sucked. Hey, hey, macho, you want to help me uh, stock these shelves? You're going to sit around being, you know, macho all day long. I had a rap album one time. No one liked it. Not even the people that helped me make it. Yeah, please buy one. It goes to my estate. I've seen a lot of macho men in my time, macho, but you're probably one of the most savage. <laughs> See you at the bake sale this weekend. I had a girlfriend that was 38 years younger than I was, and I gave her the business. Ooh, yeah. I made her call me Bobby the Brain, and I licked my brain. It's the nickname for balls. Mm. Smell like Slim Jims. That's so macho on the new WWE Network. 
What's my show? Or I'll fucking haunt you. No one wants to wake up in the middle of the night and hear boo. Ooh. Ooh. Yeah. Macho activity. <laughs>